Hi, everyone. Welcome to the NLP UK Training Podcast. Uh, I'm Callie Fraser. And I'm Steve Kay. And today we're going to be talking about, um, are you a norm? So, Steve, what what is a norm? Okay, well, I got this idea originally from a friend called Andy Cope. And he talked about, a, well, he did a cartoon called Average Bob. And I thought, what a great concept Average Bob was. Average Bob was um, in the Olympics. And if everyone had an Average Bob in the Olympic Games, then, you know, Average Bob's in lane eight. It would make all the others feel like they were better swimmers. And then I, um, I thought about people being norms. And I got some stuff from a guy called Earl Nightingale. And he said in a convoy during the war, the convoy would have to keep back with the slowest ship in the convoy to keep the convoy safe together from the uh, U-boats. Um, and I got thinking then about a guy I used to know when I was a young lad working for uh, Otter Controls in Buxton. We used to have a guy called Norman, Norman the Foreman, they used to call him. And I came up with an idea for my book, Become a Great Leader and Coach, about Norman and about travelling back in time to the time when punk was around. And uh, basically, our heroes went back in a time machine they found in the stationary room, and they ended up back in 1977, 76 or something. And they went into um, a factory that was producing parts and um, there was a guy with uh, a grey suit, a number six cigarette hanging out of his mouth, who basically just did enough to get by. And someone said, what about the GEC order, Norm? And Norm goes, buggers were on strike last week, make them wait. Now, Norm aspired to have a company car like those turd-coloured marinas outside in the yard. Um but he knew he'd never quite get there to, to do that. He'd always be in the role he was in, but he never quite did enough to shine. He just got into the habit of being normal, average. And, um, and what we're going to talk about in this session is how can we go from being a norm to being a bit more sparky and Norms are, norm isn't about getting a promotion at work. Norm is about doing what you do, but doing even better. I remember going to a funeral of my uncle's, my uncle Kevin, and the priest was telling a story about how Kevin, who was a bricklayer, um, and his mate had to keep some materials dry. So they lit a Bunsen burner uh, to keep the materials dry inside this kind of building. And um, Kevin woke up at midnight or one o'clock in the morning and he got in his van and he went back to the building site to make sure the fire was still lit um, so the materials would stay dry so they could use them in the morning. And I really clearly remember that story, that he wasn't a norm builder. He was going that extra mile, going above and beyond his job description. It wasn't about promotion, it was about being that, difference and that's what nlp can give you it can make you walk a bit taller it can make you not accept the average um 
And the story goes, you know, at the end of the book, Norm comes back to the present and discovers how to be a better you. And he goes back and uh, has his hair done differently and lives a sparky life. Um, a guy called Kim Cameron wrote a book called Positive Leadership. And what Kim Cameron said is that most organisations strive to be normal. So everybody did total quality management in the 80s and 90s. Everybody wants to do Six Sigma. Everybody wants to do lean manufacturing. Everybody wants to do this, what everyone else was doing. Nobody was striving to do anything different. And he says there's just kind of three streams of um, deviance. There's negative deviance where you have organisations that the atmosphere is unhealthy. Um, there's a lot, a lot of toxic practices and management are not good with people, not caring, and it's ineffective and error-prone and all that kind of thing. Then there's the norm in the middle where organisations are fairly healthy. Uh, most people are living for Friday. Um, it's profitable. It's fairly effective. Um, it's, it's ethical. But then there's the positive deviance where it's full of vitality um, and flow and people are generous with their comments. Mistakes are, are forgiven and overlooked and people move on and they support each other and the team support each other and they see themselves as working together, not separately. And they pay respect to other people. And you know how we talked about in the first podcast about loving what you do? Yeah. Well, when it's positive deviance, everybody loves what they do. And what Kim Cameron said, there's four things that you can do to achieve this. And the first thing is to have a positive climate where everybody feels safe and everybody feels they're going to be looked after, a bit like Simon Sinek's circle of safety. And the second one is that we have positive relationships where people build up other people, which is kind of like NLP really, isn't it? Well, I think that goes back to what we were saying about um, the impact that we have on other people. So yeah. if we're having that great impact on other people, we're naturally creating that positive climate. Yeah. And positive communication mm -hmm. is what we talked about in the last episode. And that's what NLP is all about. Yeah. So what result do we want? We're doing really well. We've got this happening. We've got that happening. How are we going to celebrate when we've achieved it? Not putting other people down, not focusing on the negative you know, the first thing that a lot of our delegates on leadership programs have to deal with in their management meetings is how many defects have we had? How many accidents have we had? How many this? How many that? What's our failure rate? Not what's our success rate, yeah. but what's our failure rate? Now, those things are important. It's important to improve. But generally, when you start, we know from earlier on, don't we, previous podcasts, when you start talking negatively, about things and negative stuff and it goes over the top, then everyone's shoulders drop and people are walking around feeling with a big cloud over their heads. Don't like that cartoon with the cloud over people's heads. And ultimately you get what you focus on. So if you're focusing on that negative, yeah. you'll unconsciously generate even more of that negativity. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um the fourth thing is about having um a purpose. And 
what the purpose is of the organization, everybody kind of getting that and everybody understanding their part. So if you work in one area of a building in manufacturing, you know what your products or services are doing for your internal customer. Now, I used to tell a story about Luigi, and Luigi used to be, um, used to change the wheel on Michael Schumacher's Ferrari. And you asked Luigi what his job was, he wouldn't say to change Michael Schumacher's right front wheel in three seconds. He'd say, well, to help Ferrari and Michael Schumacher win another world championship, bring that up to date, and it's um, Lewis Hamilton, or it's Max Verstappen, or it's George, you know, uh, over at, Mercedes, you know, it's seeing a wider part in what they do. So my job is to keep people safe. My job is to look after patients. Uh, we were, I said on one of the other podcasts, we, we had a few injuries in our family and um, dislocated knees and stuff. And we're in like A&E one night and the cleaner came past um, with her trolley and big smile on her face. And she said, won't be long now. And it's only temporary. What a nice thing to say. Um, when my wife had an operation, the nurse said to her, um, this isn't permanent. This is only temporary. What a nice thing to say. So that kind of positive energy yeah. um, spreading through people is going to come from the top. So if you've got a toxic chief executive or a toxic, management team that aren't being dealt with, then that's going to spread and it's going to become a normal behavior and you're going to get the negative deviance. Whereas if you've got people being successful, healthy, <clears throat> positive, painting positive pictures, bigging people up, not putting people down. Um, the company I work for, I mentioned, I think once before, Otter Controls, I never heard one of the board members uh, putting down another board member, never once. I never heard one of them dissing what one of the others was doing. You never heard the technical director dissing the managing director, ever. I, I think that's one of the key things. It's not just about talking the talk within an organisation. It's, it's about actually putting those words into practice so often you see these organizations with their values mm -hmm. on the wall of the building as you walk in yeah but they're not actually being lived day to day yeah. within the the business yeah. so it's about uh, an organization and those individuals within that organization all working from the same page with the same common goal um, and passion for what they do. And maybe being involved in, some of them being involved in little groups and coming up with the values mm -hmm. themselves. Let's come up with our own values. Oh, and by the way, this is what the top team came up with. The words are a bit different, but the meaning's the same. Let's get a few groups in the plants and offices coming up with our own values for the company. And, and what does that mean for behaviours? So it's important that those those values, those words on the wall, actually translate into actual behaviours for everyone within that organisation. So you've got to live the values, not just have them as words on a wall, because yeah. they're mean. They become meaningless. Yeah, absolutely. We did a little bit of work for a small and medium sized company um, quite a long time ago, and I remember being with the MD, 
and he picked up some litter off the floor in the warehouse. And he said, they laugh at me for doing this. And he would do it. If he saw yeah. something wasn't in its place or saw some litter, he'd pick it up and put it in the bin. He didn't have to, you know, but he did because that's the behaviour he wanted to live by and display. And and I think we, we mentioned this in one of the other um, earlier podcasts. It's about not just saying the words. People will do what you do, not mm. what you say mm. that you will do. Yeah. So it's about modeling that great behavior and actually showing up and being authentic. Yeah. And I think that's one of the key characteristics of really great positive deviants um, companies where they're totally authentic in what they do. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But so often we don't hear that. We hear of MPs mm-hmm. who've been interviewed by a TV company um, and how much they were charged for getting the prime minister's attention. And these MPs are quoting £10,000 a day. You know, do your job. Yeah. And if they're doing things like that, then how can they have any... I'm a big believer that if the teachers are in the staff room and they're having a moan and complain about the pupils and slagging off the head teacher and slagging off of the departments and slagging off the parents, then when they walk out of that staff room, the energy they've put out in the staff room is still there with them. Even if they go into the classroom with a big smile on their face, thinking they've got it off the chest, I think the energy, that negative energy is still in the room and still in the school or college or whatever. And and those people just kind of, when when people are having that negative energy around them, it's almost like they, they suck all of the energy from the room. Yeah. Um, and they, they're like vampires, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lorna, who works with us, been on the team with us for years, she also works for uh, a lady called Lenka. And Lenka wrote a great book called Energetic Selling, um, which it's, and she says, now gorgeous. Have you read it? Yes. Yes. So one of the things she talks about is a millionaire's walk. And um, I thought that's a good idea. I'm going to do the millionaire's walk myself. And on the millionaire's walk, I think, well, how would I be if I was a millionaire? What would I be wearing? I'd still be wearing my blue coat that I wear when I walk smudge. I'd still be wearing my, you know, grey boots things that I wear to walk across the field. I'd still be dressed the same way. But how would I be thinking? What would I be saying? I'd be thinking about the expectations I have of working with several new corporate customers this year. I'd be thinking about how many people I want to get a master practitioner. I'd be thinking about how well we've been doing. I'd be reflecting on some of the wonderful feedback that I've received last week and that you've received and that when is received. I'd be thinking about those. So I'd be living it in my thoughts in the now, even for things that haven't happened yet. I'll tell you the thing as well. Um, the stories I've discovered that I tell other people. So if someone says, how's business? And I say, well, this is good and this is good and this is good. In other words, I tell them the truth. But, you know, Leeds didn't fill up very well this year and we didn't have this, we didn't have that. But that's good and that's good. I realised that my unconscious mind was hearing that 
I know, guys, I'm getting a bit weary. My unconscious mind was was getting that as well. So now when everyone says, how's business? I say, really good, thank you. And shut up. And guess what? Whenever I do that habitually, good things happen. So I think you're right. The energy you put out there, whether it be on your social media, whether it be when you're on your dog walk, whatever, Tesco's, the energy you put out there comes back. And that positive deviance that you talked about within organisations, I think that applies in day-to-day life as well. You know, we don't want to be a norm at work and we don't want to be a norm at home. So again, it's thinking about how can I have that positive deviance um, in not just my work relationships and my work climate, but in my home life. Can I tell you one final story? Mm. Um, So dawn was out of the day. It was half term. Josh must have been... 12 and i was doing some work in the it was i was coming up with the norm idea for a, a conference i was speaking at and josh came and said fancy me again footy and i'm like hang me josh you know you don't we don't do that anymore that's something we did when you were five six seven eight you know these days you go and play football with your mates i'm busy Oh, that busyness and thing. Then, no, and then I'm sat in the conservatory coming up with ideas for Norm and the time machine and stuff. And I thought, I'm being a Norm. I am being a Norm. So I, I shouted and said, come on then, let's go. We went to Parkinson Park in the car. They've got some goalposts there. And he said, right, Dad, we're going to do a crossbar challenge. What's that? I said, he said, you have to um, like take a penalty, but you've got to hit the crossbar. So we spent an hour getting gloriously muddy <laughs> and, you know, had such a good time just because I had a shift of attitude and realised I was being a norm at home. And I think that's a great way to end today's episode. Absolutely. So, guys, we will see you back next time for our next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.